Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome. My name is Patricia, and and I am a recovering sexaholic. Welcome to the panel of Overcoming Resentments. I will be the moderator for this panel. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, to carry the essay message, this session will be recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not wish to be recorded, you may participate by listening. Please do not tamper with the recording equipment. We will begin the meeting with a few moments of silence followed by the serenity prayer. Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Would someone please read the essay purpose from page 201 in the white book? Thanks a lot, Now this is a fellowship of men and women. Share their experience, strength, and help with each other. Then we solve their common problem and help others to recover. The only requirement for membership is a desire to self lust and become sexually sober. There are no dues or fees for SA membership. It's just according to our own contributions. SA is not analyzed in any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. It's not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sexually sober and help others to achieve sexual strife. Thanks, Justin. Our panelist for this session is Cameron B. (laughs) And Paul Z. (laughs) Each will share 10 minutes on the topic. We will then open the meeting for sharing. Please join me in welcoming our first panelist, Cameron B. Thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, I need to move that down here. You're going to want to edit this part out, okay? <laughs> My name is Cameron. I'm a sexaholic. Yeah. Uh, grateful to be sober one day at a time since October 2007. Um, yeah, I was excited, um, which is weird to be excited about being on a panel. Um, means you really have your priorities in the right place. <laughs> um, I guess, um, you know, of all the, of all the ways that I could waste a Saturday coming to an essay conference, <laughs> much less speaking on a panel is not, it hasn't ever been really high on my, uh, list, but 
I've been in recovery for a long time, and uh, it's where I get, I get, it's where I experience God. It's where I, this is like the Jedi training of spirituality in my mind. Like, I can go to church, and I like church, and I love singing at church, but uh, this is the Jedi training, and I desperately need this. Um, so, um, speaking on resentments, do you have a timer going? I'm supposed to be talking for 10 minutes. That's like a novelty for me. Um, I'm going to start a timer and then she's got it. Where are we at? Nine minutes. Good Lord. Okay. We got to go quick. Sorry, Paul. We're going to work on this. Okay. Um, so yeah, so resentments, I really, you know, I didn't know how to deal with resentments at all when I came into, um, when I came into recovery. Um, and I had a lot of resentments. I had a lot of, uh, anger and hatred towards people and some of it was what i thought was worth it or what like was valid um so i've got a couple readings i'm going to read and then i'll share a little bit of my story um about resentments um but yeah um so in the big book it talks about um it is plain that life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness i didn't get that could you try One more time. Here we go. It is only, uh, it is plain that life, which includes deep resentment, leads only to futility and unhappiness. The precise extent to which that we permit these to squander the hours that might have been worthwhile. Um, but with the alcoholics or sex addict whose hope is maintenance of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal, for when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the Spirit. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. Um, and then there's another reading here in the um, big book. I normally don't do any prep, but I was just in a panel and I had some time. So, um, so and then also like this idea in the white book, it talks about like how we are addicted to lu- to resentment even before we were addicted to lust. And I remember re- hearing that and being like, "Holy crap!" Like this book is about me. Um, focusing on some real or imagined wrong, we chose to resent that person. Do to do wait do what we want and push the other person away. We may still be dependent on them as with a parent, brother, or sister, or spouse, but we separate from them in our heart. A wrong attitude towards others is the key to negative spiritual process empowering the addiction. I'm going to skip to this little part here. It says, I know I get a hit off that resentment every time. I play back the scene with that person in my mind. It's like taking a drink from something deep inside me. Why? What's it doing for me? At times, I swear I'm hooked on the resentment more than I ever was lust or alcohol. Um... And that's so. I remember reading that for the first time, and um, and like really kind of getting maybe not the first time. I don't know. Whenever it hit, whenever I actually was like, "Oh yeah, that's me." Like, um, there was all this stuff that happened when I was young. Um, I was sexualized at an early age. I know people in this program who have like a lot worse story than I do, and I know people who have less worse. So. Whatever your poison or whatever your crap is, um, you know, I'm somewhere in there, I guess. I can give you the specifics if you want to after this. But, um, so, you know, things happen when I was young. Um, and honestly, the only, you know, the reason I, I appreciate some of these readings is because the only power that I felt like I had was that I could resent these people. Like these are people that had hurt me, um, parents or whatever. And the only power that I felt like I could have over them was to get pissed at them. 
And uh, that's what I had. I was a kid. I didn't know. All like all the only power that I felt that I had was that I could be pissed at these people and resent them for hurting me. Um, and at the time, that was what I had, and that's what worked, I guess. I mean, but from an early age, I, I started kind of covering up um, and and acting out because um, I really struggled with you know, dealing with pain and trauma and, and just dealing with how I interpreted the world. There's another part in here that talks about how, you know, it's not necessarily what happened to us, but how we internalize those things. And, um, that's true for me. Like I really internalized stuff and, and, uh, <clears throat> saw myself as a victim and some of it I was, and like some of it was wrong. And like, I thank God for like recovery. Um, you know, cause I wrote down, I wrote, I worked my steps and I wrote down all this, all these people I had harmed, and a lot of the people that I had harmed, um, I had harmed with like resentment or whatever. So I had to write down their names, and and then you get to this thing, uh, you know, step eight and a half in the white book. It says um, this brings up a very important matter: forgiveness. Often we perceive that the ones that we have wronged are themselves guilty of real or imagined wrongs against us. Um. And I remember writing out, I remember working with my sponsor and like writing out these wrongs that happened to me. You know, here I was supposed to make amends to like my parents, or like in particular I had a, a, a step parent that I just, God, I had so much resentment towards him, freaking hated him. And, uh, I had to write out, you know, what they had done to me. And, uh, and that was, powerful for me because I actually got to see and be like, yeah, this is real. This is real crap. This is real. I would say real shit, but you can't curse on you. So you have to bleep that out. But it was, it was horrible, you know, and you guys probably have similar stories or, or, or know of more. Um, but I got to write it out and see that it was wrong. And, um, and there was a part of like owning it. And I remember writing these, these letters. I would start my amends letters. And, uh, you know, I remember writing one to my dad. He recently passed away, but the first one I wrote, I was like, "Dad, what the f?" You know, but I it was very largely written f word on there. Like, where were you? What what were you doing? Why weren't you? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Filled in the blank. And I gave that to my sponsor, and he said, "That's good. Like, here's what you need to change about it. So your next draft will, you know." But I had a process of actually processing. So I, you know, because like I go to Al-Anon meetings too, and in there it was they were talking about how. Forgiveness is not saying that the act never happened or that it was okay. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is an inside job for me. Like, I can get free of it if I forgive these people. I mean, th- th- like, some of the stuff, some of the shit that's happened, like, in either my life or my parents' life is, like, wrong. And you guys have probably experienced more or the same. But it gave me a way of, of uh, forgiving um, as a choice. But then one of the main things, um, I'm watching my time, um, was this, this this awesome reading in, in the big book um, that says uh, two minutes, two minute warning. Um, okay, basically I'll just oh yeah, here I got it right here. This is perfect. We realized that these people, the, the people who had wronged us, were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms, the way they disturbed us, they like ourselves, they like ourselves, were sick too. And that's the only way I really get around it, you know, like. Um, the way, you know, in Al-Anon, or maybe you hear it in these programs too, but they say hurt people hurt people. And that's not an excuse. Like, oh, you know, my, my parents or whoever, my abuser or whoever could act that way because they were hurt. It's not an excuse, but it's a reality. 
and I can realize that they are spiritually sick. And if I don't get the tools that I need to deal with my resentments and my pain, then I could possibly do the same thing they did. Um, and so, you know, kind of coming to a place of seeing people as sick people and seeing me as a sick person as well. I'm not a, I'm not a bad person getting better. I'm a sick person getting well. And, um, I heard that in these rooms too. Like, I am not a bad person. I'm a sick person getting well. And like, same for like, like, I love my pops. Like he, like I said, he passed, but, um, he really struggled to get recovery and I'm grateful that I've, I've gotten to get it and that I've got that through my humility and asking for help, I've got an expanded toolbox of ways that I can deal with my resentment. I can surrender my resentment because I'm just as powerless over my resentment as I am over lust. Like lust is just how I cover all my stuff up. But like, Hating people and resenting, God, that's such a drug for me. So learning to surrender that, choosing to surrender that, and realizing that I gotta work the steps on it, like, uh, it's really, really powerful for me, so. Grateful to get to share and thanks for listening. So I'm a pinch. No, go ahead and, don't you wanna share some? Okay, I'll just, Share for a couple of minutes, and then yeah, let Paul share. And it's I'll... coming around. I, I'm Paul, a sexaholic. Oh. Um, I, I'm a sexaholic. I've been a sexaholic all my life and didn't know it, uh, but now I know it. And um, one of the things that I learned uh, in this program was that uh, what was driving my lusting and sex addiction was my emotional state and I had I, I never connected the two um, and so working with my sponsor every time I'd call my sponsor and say I have a lust hit or I have a fear or I have a resentment you know he would always say well what's going on in your life he, he was always you know trying to find out what's going inside of Paul because what's going on inside of here was driving what's going on here Etc. So, um, I had to learn. I had to learn to recognize my emotional state and understand it. Or if I suddenly got a lust hit, you know, if I was sitting all at home alone and my wife had left and she, I knew she wasn't going to come back for a while, you know, all of a sudden this urge would come over me. Click, click on the computer. That 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 uh, index finger was quivering over the the mouse and I had to say you know stop stop God please take this from me I have no control over it stop me from plunging into where I don't want to go and I had to realize that the reason that I was want to do this is because I was lonely and lonely for me is not good for me and so the same thing, I know this, this topic is about resentment. I know there are members of my family that I have resentments towards. There, there's one member of my family who's very needy, and she's always coming around asking, can you do this, can you do that? And it annoys me, and I get upset about it. And I now realize that I have to deal with that. I have to say, I have to pray for her. I have to pray to God and say, I know 
God that she is a good person and she's trying to do the best she can, but I cannot start resenting her and get angry at her because then that will eventually morph into lusting. So the program has been good for me because it's uh, patient heal thyself. And the program has taught me how not to heal myself so much as how to protect myself. And so what I've learned in the program is I now realize when I'm heading into dangerous situations and I now know what to do about it. I know to stop it and to take action, make the phone call, go to a meeting, talk about it, and deal with it and not let it take control of me because that's what it really wants to do. It wants to take control of me. It wants me to go look at pornography. It wants me to act out. And uh, I, I need to stop that. So uh, thank you for listening. And I turn it over to John. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. I'm John. I'm sexaholic. Hey, um, there's a reason why the problem is the first thing in the white book. And that reason is because when I first come into the program, when I first came into the program, all I could see was the problem. All I could focus on was the problem. And so they put it first so that they they say, yeah, we understand. You've got a problem. You need help. You've got a problem. The next thing I wanted was give me the fix. Give me the quick fix. Give me something that's going to, you know... Take it all away. Give me that silver bullet. Give me the magic pill. Right? That was my next thought. Get me fixed and get me out the door so I can get back to my life. Right? Well, the problem was that I was the problem. And if I go back to my life, it's just going to be there waiting for me. Right? So it's, it's what really had to happen was a change of me. I couldn't see any of the problems, though right that were really the root all i could see was the surface of what i wanted to go away i couldn't see what was causing it in me right so then came the process of coming to terms with who i am i never thought i had resentments when i first came into this program i didn't think i was resentful you couldn't convince me that i had resentments that were all over my heart but I did I couldn't see him the answer was not for me to start seeing all the resentments right away and and try to fix the resentments myself what really was the answer was I had to find out what was below resentments I had to find out what was below what was below resentments I had to find out that the true problem for me was my selfishness, my my aloneness, and my inward focus on me all the time, me, me, me. That was my real problem. That's where all the resentments came from. That's also where all the fears came from and all my other problems really came from the roots. So overcoming resentments, you don't attack the resentments themselves really 
for the long-term solution for me. It wasn't attacking the resentments that really was my solution. It was attacking the selfishness. And that came from working the steps and going to meetings, learning about the alone that I was, the being alone, the desire and the ability to overcome the resentments came later. I was, I, I, it came naturally later. I couldn't focus on that just like I couldn't focus on the problem and fixing the problem. I had to get down to what was really at the bottom root. Right? I had to start there. The bottom root was the real problem. Um, and it's a slow process, man. I am still very, very selfish. Okay? I'm still a very selfish person. I've come a long way though. And the way that, that the way that I've come has, has made it possible for me to start giving up all of these resentments. They just kind of come off and I don't, I don't resent anymore. It's not that I attack the resentment, right? It's that I attack the selfishness and then I, then all of a sudden the resentments kind of just started going away. Um, yes, it's very helpful to, to work through the pain and why it was there. Because sometimes I can't let go of something that I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why it hurts so bad. And so it's helpful to work through that. Talk through it with sponsor. And then eventually talk through it with, you know, the person that I, that I hurt or the person that I felt hurt me. Um, but mostly it's talking it through with God and understanding that He had a plan. Um, coming to understand what that plan was. Um, for me, that's what it's been. Um, I had resentments against people in my family that I didn't even understand. Um, and those were the last ones to go, really. Um, and there's still, I still got some of those kind of there that I still struggle with, with my mom especially. Um, but I'm coming to understand that a lot of the reason why it's the way she is is because of her family. In the way they were, um, it's it's been passed down generation to generation. A lot of these things that the deep resentments, you know, I'm really resenting Adam and Eve for you know. <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. That's who I'm resenting, uh, you know, um, it's been passed down, and uh, when I start realizing that. It makes it easier, you know? It makes it easier. We're all messed up. We're all messed up. It makes it a lot easier for me to let go. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we don't, let's just make this the share chair. I'll go over here. That's it here. Share chairs over here, guys. Because our common welfare should come first, 
Here are the guidelines for sharing during this meeting. We do not cross talk. That is, we share with the group as a whole rather than addressing any individual member. We speak in the I, not in the we or the you. We leave our identities at the door, including politics, religions, therapies, treatment centers, occupations, and other 12-step issues. We speak about and from the essay point of view. Our meeting focuses on solutions to our essay approach to recovery. Whenever possible, we avoid the mention of titles and authors that are not SA or AA approved literature. In participation, we avoid topics that can lead to dissension or distraction. We also avoid profanity, sexual descriptions, and sexually abusive language. In sharing, if a speaker brings up a controversial topic or deviates from our guidelines, the moderator will interrupt the speaker and ask them to honor our request. Please note that your shares will be recorded. In sharing, we encourage you to focus on the topic of the meeting. This is not a check-in meeting. If you need to check in, please see a temporary sponsor, someone with a purple purple dot on their name tag. After the meeting, with whom you can share. We ask those who wish to share to please come up and sit in the chairs that we have available next to the microphone. As one person moves the sharing chair, the others just move over over, and another person takes the empty chair. So that as many members as possible have the chance to share. Please limit your sharing to a minimal of two minutes or less. A stop sign will remind you when you have reached the two minutes. Please speak into the microphone that we have available that, so that those who listen to the recording can follow the discussion. The meeting is now open for sharing. Thanks, Patricia. Hello, I'm Abigail. I'm a sex addict. Um, Resentment. That is a giant thing in my life. I am the most resentful person you'll... Oh, never mind. Probably not. Um, I would say ever meet, but I feel like we're all kind of on the same page here. Um, but yeah, that's like a really big thing in my mind, in my life. And, um, hearing about, um, you guys' stories and everything, um, really got me thinking about my personal, um, resentments and, um, my family and how much I have um, gone through and how much I have been resenting them. Um, recently, personally, I have been thinking about how I need to let go because it is, it will just weigh on you and just make you feel so heavy just resenting, being like, God, I hate that, you know, like, I hate that. And it just makes you feel bad. And at the end of the day, when you're like, you know what, you, you just got to let go and let your higher power um, or anything else take over, you feel so much better um, at the end of the day, um, just letting go of the resentfulness. Um, and I struggle that every single day of my life. I fight with myself. I'm like, okay, this really makes me upset. Um, but, you know, it's okay because here I am. Life is fine, you know. Um, so... I, I hope to find better tools with resentfulness um, in the future. Um, and, yeah, just just wanted to share that. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
Addison, sexaholic. Um, I really appreciate the shares. I feel like we got a little bonus because we had three people share. I uh, got more than I paid for. Um, <laughs> resentment's a big one for me. Um, oh, thank you. Good more timer there. Uh, I can resent a lot of things. I can resent a lot of people. I definitely resent um, women a lot for for you know um, rejecting me, for breaking up with me, for triggering me, for myriad of things. Um, but at the heart of everything, I resent myself. And uh, for me, when it comes to myself, I can easily substitute the word resent for the word hate or the word resent for the word guilt or shame or any negative word like that. Um, I resent the fact that I can't just be normal like everyone else. I, re I resent the fact that I hold on to these things so much. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, let go, let God, practice acceptance, surrender and stuff like that. But for me... Maybe for other people it's not that easy because if I let go, I'm just going to have to pick it up again because it's affecting me for some reason and I, I have to hold on to it until I can let it go. Um, so I'm I'm working every day to try to get better at resentment, um, but I know that at the end of the day, I just need to turn the mirror on myself and and, and work on myself. Because um, like somebody shared, hurt people hurt people. And I don't want to hurt anybody. And I definitely hurt myself the most with a whole bunch of negative self-talk. Um, Addison Sex Hawk, thanks. Thanks, Addison. Bobby Sex Hawk. Overcoming resentment is uh, something I've got a little bit of experience with. I've got a whole lot of experience with resenting. Um, <laughs> overcoming it, just a little bit. Um, but one of the things that has worked for me, and uh, I've heard one of the panelists share it, is, um, you know, they didn't share it in this, but I've heard them say it before, is praying for the, the person that I'm resenting. Um, it's... it's Man, I have to be in so much pain to actually try this. Because why would I want to pray for someone that I hate? You know? Um, but I found that when I do it, it works 100% of the time. Um, you know, when I pray for the person that I resent to have everything that I want in life, financial security, happiness, um, a healthy family, um, a, a great relationship, when I pray for all these things, um, it's hard for me to have ill feelings towards them. And um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, I did this with a coworker, and I prayed for him to, to you know, have all these things. And then, uh, you know, we got a new manager. And the manager, you know, it was like a year ago. He pulled me aside, and he's like, yeah, so all this is going to happen and this and that. And I'm going to make this guy the shop foreman. And I was like, what the f you know, I'm, I'm so mad. I called my best friend up and I'm telling him this. And he's like, well, didn't you pray for that? 
<laughs> so I started praying again. Um, but what I'm saying though is, uh, you know, when I pray for someone that I have resentment for, it makes it really hard for me to resent them. Um, and, and, you know, I may have to be in a lot of pain to do that because I, I re- I'm really comfortable in anger and resentment. That's a, a feeling that I've been in, you know, a lot of my life. So I'm comfortable being there. But uh, when the pain gets to be too much, um, I know what works for me. So thanks for the share. Hey, I'm Justin, a sexaholic. <laughs> so this is pretty fresh on my mind, and the reason I wanted to sit in on this one, um, just started working through my four-step. Went over it with my sponsor and... You know, when I first started going through it, it's like write all your resentments down, how they hurt you, what it affected, and then what was my part. And um, starting to write the resentments down, it was just flowing, you know, filling page after page after page, and just like, well, this is easy. People say the four steps hard. <laughs> um, you know, how did it affect me? Like, it was just like, this is how they, this is what they did to me. This is what, you know affected this and then when it got to like my part i struggled and i just sat there because i'm like what is my part like they're the you know they're the what i can't say on here but like so i really struggled and i got through my fourth step and fifth step talking with my sponsor i was like i don't feel like this worked like what what's going on here um and he said well you know we noticed going through this that you struggled with what your part is. You couldn't seem to figure out, you know, you would say something, but he said, I don't really see that as being your part. You're just kind of passing the blame back on them. Like you didn't do anything. I was like, well, you know, most of it, I could see a little bit me, but it's, it's them. And, you know, I've heard as a previous share, you know, pray for them. And I haven't really made it up to the fact where I can pray for some people. Cause it's like, if I pray for them, then they've won. And I don't want them to win. I want to win. Um, and that's, you know, this weekend I've seen that, like, that's my biggest issue. And my defect is my pride in wanting me to succeed and everyone else in life just be under me. Um, and so my biggest resentment is that, you know, everybody else is succeeding. Why am I not? Until I let that go, you know, I'm not going to be able to get over these resentments. So with that. Thanks, Justin. I'm Brian. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Brian. Um, I know we've all dealt with resentments, and if I tried to list all my resentments, it'd go way over the two minutes. So, um, But there's a common thread that I kind of came to uh, because it seemed like I always kind of came back to this, and I don't think I realized this until I was well into the program. Didn't matter whether I was resenting my wife, whether I was resenting a coworker that treated me unfairly, a situation. I always came back to God. Why did you let this happen? God, why did you make me this way? God, why do I have this defect of character? And I found that my biggest resentment was my higher power. It was God. Um, and when I realized that, it was very humbling. It's like, oh, well, how do I deal with this? Um, the Bible is a source of many of my, uh, it's my go-to for pretty much everything in life. And, and, and the essay material I find goes right along with that for me. And 
one of the things that helped me the most was uh, where Paul, he's asking God to remove the thorn from his side. And uh, and he, just why won't you remove it? And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And uh, that's that's been something I've had to just come back to. And another one that really got me just recently um, is brothers consider it pure joy when you face trials and temptations of many kinds. And it's like pure joy. What kind of craziness is that? Um, but I have found that through the trials and temptations and the struggles, instead of resenting God, I, a godly discipline or a godly direction through these resentments will bring you closer to him and stronger in the end uh, if you let it go and trust him to supply your needs. Uh, and that's that's been probably the, the biggest thing that's helped me through my resentments. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. I'm Joe. I'm a sexaholic, and I'm also also a resentaholic. Uh, there's a reason why I'm in this room and why I pick this topic every time we have it at these marathons. I know a lot about resentment. I hope I'm learning how to overcome it. But, uh, yeah, it is a continuing problem for me. I, rec- I relate to the uh, speaker that talked about the four-step inventory. Mine, my section on resentment was very long. And, like the speaker said, I thought that all those resentments were valid you know most people all were jerks and uh i didn't recognize what the common denominator was until later but um it's it's been a struggle for me but i do know that uh uh, like we've said like the reading says if 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 i don't let go of it i'm never free so um i had this i had this issue two nights ago i went on a i went on a uh, uh a mission with uh, people from my church and uh i've got people in my church that i resent i resent everybody okay <laughs> so uh, there's a there's a person that wasn't there that night and uh the, the talk was about this person that wasn't there and i began to resent that person based on what i was hearing <laughs> and so then it dawned on me later that the person that was telling the story about the person that wasn't there i resent him too <laughs> so uh, i asked my wife yesterday morning i said I told her about this. I said, why do you think I react that way? She says, because you take everything personally. Yes, you're right. And that's what the uh, speaker said a minute ago. If I think about it, it's all about my selfish attitude. And uh, that's, I mean, that's who I resent the most, I guess. And that's who I need to, maybe that's who I need to forgive. So that's my challenge. So uh, it's, I thank all of you guys for being here. And, and thanks for all the shares. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. My name is Cameron Sexholic. Don't worry, this will only be a minute. I really appreciate the shares, and it wouldn't be a good meeting unless I double dipped, right? <laughs> At least in my mind. Um, yeah, um, I really appreciate, like someone had mentioned, that they, like, you know, I did, when I did my resentments and I wrote all these things out, I had pages of resentments towards myself, like so many. That was probably one of the main person that I had resentment towards, that and, and God. And those are really powerful for me to actually have a way of walking through that and learning to see myself as a sick person, like I read about earlier. It's like learning to give myself that grace and trust that my higher power is the one that's going to get me better. Because I, if if my brain worked how it thinks it will work, like I would be able to fix myself through resentment. Like if I resented myself enough, 
then I would fix myself. If I resented or shamed, whatever the word is, and I realized that I can't, I can't do that, or that it doesn't work. I mean, if it worked, I wouldn't be here, you know? I would have been fixed a long time ago. So learning that I've got to surrender my resentment over myself. Um, and uh, my sponsor was really helpful with that. He, he helped me to do like, he's like, you're going to do, you know, amends to yourself every day by doing centering prayer and giving yourself a break and wrote an amends letter to myself and really good, really powerful stuff. So thanks for me share. Uh, you still got time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm David. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, David. Um, I too, like one of the previous shares, I'm working on my fourth step, and uh, I actually resented having to write down my resentments. <laughs> yeah. uh, and unlike several of you who've mentioned that you wrote pages and pages, I was struggling to come up with what I was actually resentful towards. Uh, I could come up with groups of people, uh, general, you know, things like idiotic drivers and, you know, people, <laughs> I mean, things like that. But as far as coming up with individual situations or people that I was resentful from, towards, I had a, I was having a hard time. Uh, it was easy to be resentful at myself for my past and for my acting out and the harm I've caused and the hurt I've caused. Um, but anyway, I, I, it made me start thinking, is, is there something wrong with me? Am I, well, I know there's something wrong with me, but I mean, <laughs> is there something wrong with the fact that I'm not, I'm not really resentful at, at a lot of different people? Um, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. I, I try to find, the, I look for the best in people. That's how I deal with my resentment. If I'm trying to put a barrier between being resentful or or not, I just try to focus on whatever good quality I can find about an individual. Um, and that's people that I deal with now and people that I've dealt with in the past. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks for sharing. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm Jacob, I'm a sexaholic. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Resentment is what got me into these rooms. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, it's actually led me to acting out. Uh, resentment towards my wife for rejecting me when I was making sexual advances for her. Uh, I gave myself permission using resentment to act out. Uh, and that led to, uh, to these rooms. But, uh, man, I was uh, struggling so much with resentment yesterday, a uh, situation with my brother. Um, and I think it's the most times that I call my sponsor for, for answer because he just ruined my entire day. And then when I saw this topic today, I just had to come here. Um, and he, he, uh, he, he, t- he told me two things, and one of the things I, I heard today and I hadn't heard before is pray for that person. The only the, the other thing he told me is, don't play God. I mean, I kept tell, I, I kept telling him, I just want to tell him and this and this and this and this and this and you know, I'm trying to fix him, I'm trying to tell him what he was doing wrong, how it was affecting me, uh, and he pretty much told me, don't play God, just pray for him, 
hopefully he will uh, you know he will be uh, he he will he will hear it at some point and it will change. But I mean, I got to the point that I blocked him on my phone. I don't want to talk to him again for all the hurt that he's put me, my brothers, my mom, and everybody else. And I don't know how to get rid of it. I don't know how to get rid of it. I know at some point, just finish my four steps, so I know I'm gonna to have to go back and work on my four step again. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty uh, pretty hard when I get to uh, to the ninth step and, and make those amends because. I just pretty much had to tell him, you know, in the most loving way that I could, that at this point in my life, just because of what I'm going through, that I cannot have a relationship that that for not even share. Thank you. I'm John, and I'm a sexaholic. John. Uh, I'm also a member of a, another 12-step program, which I've been in for quite a while, and when I saw the topic of this meeting, I said, I need to be here because uh, that's something I deal with, even though resentments hasn't driven me out of my other program to a relapse or anything. I I harbor resentments, and I really do a good job. I remember uh, I like going to church and hearing the, the message there because so often it is apropos for the way I'm feeling. And one time our minister had a... Uh, Part of the sermon was on nurturing resentments. Sort of like a resentment sometimes can be like a house plant. That you water it and you feed it and you turn it so it gets the right amount of sun and you prune the dead off of it and you just nurture that house plant. And so many of us, like myself, do that with resentments. I can nurture a resentment forever. And it's, you know, I know how detrimental resentments are to me and that uh, they'll cause me problems and all of that. Um, And a good friend of mine in this other program has said to me a few times, he has to remind me, resentments against others, most times those people don't even know that they are the topic or the, the center of a resentment. And so he sort of likens it to the fact that I am providing room and board rent free in my mind to these people and they don't even know it but so i just you know i always i know how bad resentments are but and i can help others that i know point out that they're harboring resentments and i sometimes forget to take my own medicine and look inward i need to stand at the mirror and look inward at myself but uh very good uh topic and i'm glad i'm here thanks Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm Mario, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. And I was looking at the topic of this uh, breakout. It said if we were to live, we had to be free of anger. And so when I tend to think of resentment, I don't call it resentment. I call it anger. Because you're angry. And... Uh, I've been this way all my life. If something came between me and something I wanted, I got angry. And uh, that pretty much has followed all through my life. It's part of uh, this disease for me, a, a big part of it. Um, I don't want anything to come uh, between me and pornography at one time, you know. Now this program has come between me and pornography, but I, this is 
something I don't mind uh, helping me out. But uh, it's just the selfishness uh, of my individuality that I get angry at people. I was so bad when I was a kid even, like when I was a teenager, 13, 14, or whatever. And I didn't really make friends. I just hung out with people until they were friends, you know. And I'm surprised I even had any friends, you know, because there were times when uh, if one of my friends embarrassed me or hurt my feelings, I don't care how long he was a friend, I'd write him off. And I'd never talk to him again. And my other friends knew I was like that. But they were still my friends. <laughs> and uh, as was said earlier, when I was looking at this first entering the program and anger and resentment, I'd, it came to me also that uh, it began with, with God. I was angry at God. I resented God. I said, why did you do this to me? You know, And uh, I had to get past that before I could get any further, before I could uh, understand the program. And even now I get frustrated a lot of times because I read and I read and it's just not sinking in. It just not, it's not lodging, you know. Uh, I have had times where I've had awakenings. And I can remember those times dearly. But I'm always looking for the next awakening. And uh, I've got a wife I love very dearly, and she stuck with me during all this time, and she bugged me and bugged me and bugged me after I joined the program. She wanted to see my uh, fourth, fifth step, everything I'd ever done. And I'd read in the white book, you know, that, you know, I don't be too quick about that because it may just backfire on me, you know. And I, and I told her that. She probably, you know, I lied so much. She probably thought I was lying about that too. So, but finally, uh, one day she was on it again. And guess what? I got angry. Angry enough to go out and get the to get those uh, index cards that I wrote each thing I'd done in my whole life. I said here, read those. It's got everything in it. And uh, she read it, and it was like she could accept it. You know, she she still loved me, and she forgave me, and. We're working together now to try and just keep making progress. I'm not getting any younger, and I can see a lot of us aren't. But uh, I want to get moving on. Thanks. I've been putting this off for the last three sessions. Come on, Don. I'm Don, and out of faith, I'm going to say I'm a recovering sexaholic. Uh, I believe everybody has resentment. I believe people that says they don't lie to you about other stuff, too. Um, and I honestly didn't realize that I had it until I got into this program, and I realized that all this stuff feeds each other, and and it just really creates a lot of turmoil when your life's in turmoil already 
Um, the last class I, I sat in or the last session was about spiritual awakening and, and really my spiritual awakening came when I disclosed and I broke every rule that there was in disclosure um, but I was lifted when, when that happened um, and now I resent the um, all the things that's happened because of that because I did such a poor job of, of doing that um, but just a couple of points that I wanted to just share. Uh, number one, the way that I deal with resentment is through compassion. And it's hard for me to, to reach down and dig out sometime. But my mother-in-law told me one time that, uh, that people do the best they can with what they have most of the time. And generally speaking, if they get in my fire hose of resentment that I'm spraying out there, I mean, I could resent anybody in this room if you got in my way. Um, and so it, it, it's 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 non-discriminatory. It's and the problem comes back to me myself, um, and that's why I'm here because I'm working on me myself. I've learned that this program is a very selfish program, and it needs to be that way because I'm no good the way I am. I need to uh, to to be understanding. I need to be more accepting of people. And I'll just leave you with this one thing. It, it occurred to me, and this has been one of my favorite quotes that I that, that Zig Ziglar told me about this 30 years ago uh, and it very simply says how far you go in life depends on being tender with the young compassionate with the aged sympathetic with the striving and tolerant of the weak and the strong because someday in your life you will have been all of these so thanks for letting me share So this will help Mary Clinton. Time for one last year. <laughs> Any double dippers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all triple if we need Yeah. <laughs> My name is Patricia. Yeah. And I um, I can empathize with what I heard about um, (laughs) about doing the fourth step and having so many resentments. And my list was I had pages and pages on my ex-husband. And um, the thing was, like, what was my contribution? And like what was shared previously, it was so hard for me to, like, see my part. But even if what I realize now is even if I feel like I've been um, taken advantage of or misused or whatever, like, I have contra- I have a contribution in the fact that I can set boundaries. And so now that is my biggest um, pitfall is when I don't set boundaries. I got a text from my... A boss chef supervisor at work yesterday and it just got me all in a tailspin and the thing is I had so much anxiety or I had so much angst when all I really need to do is say hey when I'm off work you know please refrain from you know sending me anything pertaining to work it sounds like it's simple but I will agonize and agonize over that when it's my job to put up like boundaries for myself also, when I um, set boundaries with my family, I did recently, and now I'm upset because they're 
following my boundary. <laughs> so I'm like upset because my mom didn't call and tell me something. It's like, wait a minute. Like I told her three months ago not to do it. So um, they say recovery is an inside job. So and it also says that when I'm disturbed, like there's something wrong with me. So that's the key for me whenever I have a resentment is like what is going on with me and why am I disturbed? Thank you. That's all the time we have. Thank you for participating. Please join me in thanking our panel. Remember, you anything that you have heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. The principles of SA are found in our 12 steps and 12 traditions. This is an anonymous program. Please keep the name, address, and phone number of anyone you meet or learn about in SA to yourself. And what you hear here, let it stay here. Yeah. Remember, we never identify ourselves publicly with SA in the press, radio, TV, or films. Neither does anyone speak for SA. Let's circle up and after a moment of silent meditation, I have asked Janice to take us out with a prayer of his choice. Uh-oh. That's how it <laughs> Uh, don't feel pressure to hold hands if you're afraid of the coronavirus. Higher power will love you regardless. Uh, yeah, let's take a moment of silence for all the people who are struggling inside, outside, and really for all those people that don't even know this program exists and are just like demolishing their lives uh, without a program, honestly. To accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Keep coming back because the works if you work it, but you gotta work every day and every night because you're worth it. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.